0: Section 14 of Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. The Boyhood of Fionn. Chapter 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Fano Jahangiri. Irish Fairy Tales by James Stevens. Were his nurses comely or harsh looking? You would not know. This was the one who picked him up when he fell and that was the one who patted the bruise. This one said Mind you do not tumble in the well and that one mind the little knees among the nettles. But he did tumble and record that the only notable thing about the well is that it is wet. And as for nettles, if they hit him, he hit back. He slashed into them with a stick and brought them low. There was nothing in wells or nettles, only women dreaded them. One patronized women and instructed them and comforted them, for they were afraid about one. They thought that one should not climb a tree. Next week, they said at last, you may climb this one, and next week, leave the end of the world. But the tree that was climbed was not worthwhile when it had been climbed twice. There was a bigger one nearby. There were trees that no one could climb, with vast shadow on one side and vaster sunshine on the other. It took a long time to walk round them, and you could not see their tops. It was pleasant to stand on a branch that swayed and sprung. It was good to stare at an impenetrable roof of leaves and then climb into it. How wonderful the loneliness was up there. When he looked down there was an undulating floor of leaves, green and green and greener, to a very blackness of greeniness, and when he looked up, there were leaves again, green and less green, and not green at all, up to a very snow, and blindness of greeniness, and above and below and around there was sway motion. The whisper of leaf on leaf, and the eternal silence to which one listened and at which one tried to look. When he was six years of age, his mother, beautiful long-haired Murni, came to see him. She came secretly, for she feared the sons of Morna, and she had paced through lonely places in many countries before she reached the hut in the wood, and the cot where he lay with his fists shut and sleep gripped in them. He awakened to be sure he would have one ear that would catch an unusual voice, one eye that would open, however sleepy the other one was. She took him in her arms and kissed him, and she sang a sleepy song until the small boy slept again. We may be sure that the eye that could stay open stayed open that night as long as it could, and that the one ear listened to the sleepy song until the song got too low to be heard until it was too tender to be felt vibrating along those soft arms, until fionn was asleep again, with a new picture in his little head, and a new notion to ponder on, the mother of himself, his own mother. But when he awakened, she was gone. She was going back secretly, in dread of the sons of Morna, slipping through gloomy woods, keeping away from habitations, getting by desolate and lonely ways to her lord in carry. Perhaps it was he that was afraid of the sons of Morna, and perhaps she loved him. End of chapter 2 Recording by Farnu Jahangiri